Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. He's got a very strong personality in all of the best ways. And in that role, in that job, you can't be afraid of confrontation. And the thing is, Billy can do that, but he also is an incredible listener. Part of his confrontation is all about motivating people. So I think this is a really terrific rehire by the New England Patriots. Uh, Oh, four play is over. Bill O'Brien's back, people. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out on Tuesday night, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That's former Patriot exec Scott Pioli saying, look, Bill O'Brien's method of operation is motivate, get the best out of players. This seems like this is a directive at this being Mac Jones's last shot. But now, now wait a minute now. Because, you know, if Bill O'Brien is supposed to be the final answer, let's just say it, the Patriots fan base, this is the best feeling in about a year, about anything, especially with the future of this team and the quarterback situation that, hey, last year's experiment, which I told you wasn't going to work, is now officially over. I wouldn't even worry about what Matt Patricia does next. Don't... I mean, I know this is New England, and we like a good pound of flesh in our revenge. But you know what? If he's still in the building, he's still going to be in the building. He only did what was asked of him. Did he do it well? Oh, God, no. But Bill O'Brien has an interesting task in front of him, not because Bill O'Brien can't get the job done. The question is, has he ever worked with the talent that he has in front of him? Follow. So when Bill O'Brien gets, let's not even count Tom Brady, right? You had Tom Brady for a year, a year. (laughs) You didn't really coach him up. Same thing with Josh McDaniels. He was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. Yeah, Tom Brady had already won a couple Super Bowls by the time that Josh walks in the door. Bill walks in later, you know. (laughs) Tom's like, yeah, this is what I think about this. So Bill O'Brien has Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for about 2,500 yards, goes 6-6. and Case Keenum had a couple of starts. Brian Hoyer was five and four. Yeah, about twenty five hundred yards. Ryan Mallett was in the mix. You remember him? They tried to make him. He was like the priest did him. T.J. Yates, Brandon Whedon. Oh, this is pretty. Brock Osweiler was eight and six. I, I didn't know he did. He win any other games besides that? I think he won a couple in Denver. And Tom Savage. And these are the quarterbacks that Bill O'Brien had not named Tom Brady or Deshaun Watson, right? Literally two complete opposites of what their skill sets are. So we can already throw out the window that Mac Jones is on a path to a Tom Brady-esque career. No, 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 no. And clearly he's not Deshaun Watson in terms of what Deshaun Watson can do. 
So this is different than what Bill O'Brien has had in the NFL when he's had them himself. So Mac is really kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but a better Hoyer? That's where we are right now because if you combine Fitzpatrick's record and Hoyer's record under Bill O'Brien, they're just above 500. Mediocre. See, I think the thing with Bill O'Brien is he needs a transient QB talent, something that comes out of the ordinary. I think what you see with Brock Purdy is what teams are now really looking for. I don't care if he's the last guy taken. If he's got good twitch muscles and and can comprehend what we're doing, yeah, Mac doesn't have those twitch muscles. If you said to me right now, the 49ers are willing to give a Brock Purdy at the end of the year, and if you're the Patriots, do you take the phone call? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, all these names I mentioned, Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Hoyer, Mallett, T.J. Yates, Whedon, Osweiler, Savage, stiff. Stiff. And so if that's what we're coaching up in the past, because, hey, Bill O'Brien starts getting wins when Deshaun Watson gets there. Deshaun Watson starts like a season three and three, and then everything else becomes the run that Houston makes with, with the pieces that they have. It makes your It makes your offensive coordinating job much easier when you have a talent that has the ability to transcend what they present. Does Mac transcend what he presents? Yeah. Just looking over at Bill O'Brien's, let's just just go to his years in Houston, right? Where you say, let's go to the 2011 year when he was here in New England, all right? And you got Brady... And you, 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 you're you're on this roll. The team is dominant. It doesn't win everything that year, but it does well. Well, well, my goodness, you've got Wes Welker with over 120 receptions. Gronk's got 90 receptions. Aaron Hernandez has 80. Deion Branch has 50. I mean, Chad Johnson for the little time it worked, he had 15 receptions. Does that sound like a Patriots wide receiving core? Now, a lot of guys caught balls, but we're talking about for low numbers. Kendrick Bourne, 35 receptions this year. Ramondre Stevenson led led the team, 69 receptions. Jacoby Myers, second, 67. Hunter Henry with 41. Then you start getting guys in the 30s and 20s, like Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, for a whole season. Like 30 receptions is not even two a game if you're playing every game. So how does Bill O'Brien suddenly get all these things popping out of this team? I think it just sets up for a very interesting relationship dynamic between Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is old school. I thought that Mac had an issue with how old school was presented through some younger guys. That can throw you off a bit. Come on, man. Matt's not 70. Why does he act that way? Because it's part of the culture, the crew that I talk about. Belichick just played chess. We all got comfortable saying, okay, well, at least Bill O'Brien is back. Crew's still intact. He's still in control. Here's Tommy Curran on his thoughts on what it might be between Mac and Bill O'Brien. I think they, you know, they the NFL, the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, um, they, they pick the staffs that are, 
compelled to do it, but I, I would presume that's part of it. I mean, you could have Mayo do it, but chose Troy. I, I honestly, I can't even speculate. But like I said, it's all to the good, I think, for them. To me, what's going to be interesting, Christian and, and Gresh, is how do Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien work together going forward? We saw the agitation that Mac had in 2022 with Matt Patricia. We know Bill O'Brien can be a fiery guy. I'm guessing that is, to me, a positive, because you should have to break some eggs to make the omelet of the Patriots offense, yes? Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to yell at each other. Yeah, that's Tommy Curran on Gresham Fourier earlier. But let's just go to 2017 Houston. This is the first year of Deshaun Watson, and then the remaining, call it for the four seasons before Bill O'Brien was fired, you've got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. The passing offense, 21st in yards, 17th in yards, 15th in yards, 4th in yards in the season he got let go. Sixth in touchdown, 17th, 12th, 8th. They were pretty good about not throwing picks except for a couple of years. But the running game, oh, it's on point. Eighth in yards, ninth in yards, fourth in attempts, twelfth in attempts, eleventh in attempts. You're talking about a team that's going to have to run the ball a lot. Did I just mention Ramond H. Stevenson had 69 receptions and virtually all the yards? So it may not necessarily be about Mac as much as it is. Do you have another running partner for Ramondre Stevenson? Because nothing is going to work according to the way this offense works with Bill O'Brien. He's got to pound the ball. That's what he's done. And this is still when he had Deshaun Watson, who's up until a couple years ago was an exceptional talent, top four, top five quarterback in the league. Don't know if he'll get back to that position, but he was there at one point. So, while I'm happy that Bill O'Brien is back for stability and kind of a reclamation of the crew, it's like Bill got one of his blocks back because it seemed like someone was trying to take his block, you know, like maybe get one of these new jacks, some of these creative guys. I still want to go with someone I trust. That's still being able to maintain that control. Bill played it well. But you almost have to wonder, if it isn't Bill O'Brien, it's all on Mac Jones. And I think the question is, does he take to this? Here's Devin McCourty on his thoughts on the return of Bill O'Brien. Listen, if, if this offense was coming off the best year ever, we would all be sitting here saying, you know, this is what they're going to do next year. Like, what, what the Patriots did on offense last year doesn't really matter. You know, I think every year is something new. I think the building blocks will be there. I think you're going to have a lot of people ready to get after it and excited, you know, for the season. Um, you know, I think, you know, I spoke about it at the end of last year. The results weren't where they needed to be. You know, when your team falls short in the playoffs, you, you know, you don't finish with a winning record. They're going to be, there's going to be changes. And I think mm. with changes comes the unknown and with changes come, also comes excitement. Um, every year you see that, you know, we just went through that after the 2020 season when we had an influx of free agents coming. There was a, a whole new kind of momentum and life brought in. And it was still unknown. Like no one knew what any how everything was going to work out or what guys were going to do. But 
it's that change, it's the, the new people coming in. And, you know, I think that's what Billy O is going to bring offensively is going to be just a new coach coming in. It's going to be what he does and everything and everyone will have to buy in and learn and listen. Um, and I think that's going to create a new kind of energy in life. I think all Patriots fans should be, you should be excited to see what that looks like. Um, because like you said, Tom, there's a lot of young, talented guys on that roster. Um, and you were able to see that this year and, you know, in different segments and different times throughout the season. So uh, as a fan, I would be excited watching that. Yeah. Especially if you don't have to resign either <laughs> and stay around for this. Because it's not new. It's not new. It's just a matter of can the new take a new version of really the old school voice? 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's going to be very interesting with Bill O'Brien coming back this time. See, because when he was here the first time, the quarterback was well-established. You could yell all you want to on television, 12 won't flinching. This time, if you yell and they yell back, oh, it's a story bigger than then. Because then you're like, oh, wow. We, we don't really see that out of time. And it's kind of like the genesis of all that stuff. But we're talking about Bill O'Brien when, like, after he left the Patriots and went to the to Penn State, yeah, Matt McGloin is his quarterback. But he did have Allen Robinson the second. And that can cover a lot of sins. Then he had Christian Hackenberg. Oh, my God. But he still had Allen Robinson. And so then the next year when he left for Houston... Penn State still had Christian Hackenberg and no Allen Robinson II. Bill's going to have to see if he has a QB that's going to want him to stay a couple of years. Or does he have a Christian Hackenberg on his hands all over again? More Patriots, Bill O'Brien hiring. We'll hear more from Tommy Curran. Plus, the Celtics lose a heartbreaker tonight. Even under man, they had the lead. Bruins just look continue to dominate, but yeah, the Canadians haven't been good since Gila Floor. Let's just call it what it is. KJ Late Night, WEEI, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Time to trend with Andrew Mann. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're listening to WEEI Late Night on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. So does O'Brien coach the offense and the quarterback, or is that he's splitting those those duties up? Just the first blush, I would imagine that, that, that it's the first one. Coach the quarterback, coach the offense, take complete and total utter yeah. control of it and run everything so that you don't have conflicting uh, messages. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, in my estimation, Christian. You might value them as coaches, but you don't need voices that are going to have hangover from last season saying, 
well, that's not really what we were doing last year, Billy. I don't know if he's going to understand that. Just let him do it. Just move on. Wow. Late night, W-E-E-I. KJ here. That's Tommy Curran on Fourier and Gresh earlier regarding how much will Bill O'Brien oversee in terms of the offense. And what Tommy Curran is saying here is pretty much like as long as the guys who are there from last year aren't kind of going in the way with their own chalkboard. and Yeah. But here's the thing. And this has to be pointed out. And I, I, I know it's the easy layup. It's the argument that so many people have. But just to prove to you that there's so much more than Bill O'Brien that needs to fix all of this, like it's more than Bill O'Brien making this a fix, is what was going on during the time that Bill O'Brien was here the first time and right before it, right? So I'll just take you back to 07. The Patriots' offense was number one in yards, one in touchdowns. The year Brady got hurt with broken ankle, 12 and 13. The following year, third in yards, seventh in touchdowns. The following year, 11th in yards, one in touchdowns. Then Bill O'Brien becomes the offensive coordinator. They were second in yards and fourth in touchdowns. Then in 2012, Bill O'Brien is gone. Uh, They're fourth in yards, fourth in touchdowns. And then after that, 10, 13, nine and five, five and one, four and six, two and three. Then you start getting into the lean 18, 19 year, years 8 and 11, 8 and 16. Then starting at 2020, 30 and 31, 21, 14 and 15. And then this year, 20th in yards, 19th in touchdowns. Tom Brady makes your job look very easy. I'll be honest. This is, my first, this is my first sports station job in my entire career. You don't think I call people across the country and tell them, like, look, I work at, like, the second most influential, well-known sports radio brand in America. That's my start. That's my start. Last three years, the Patriots' offense has been atrocious. And I just don't think that Bill O'Brien is the one guy who can fix it. It's really twofold. One, you got to find out if Mac Jones is really an above average NFL quarterback because just a good enough quarterback isn't going to do because the franchise, which is two, not known for spending a bunch of money on players. So you can't have an okay quarterback and okay players and expect great results. Somebody's got to be great. That's why I said it didn't matter if Josh McDaniels or Wahoo McDaniel walked in. Tom Brady's back there under center. Your your job is going to look pretty easy. Now this isn't this is not easy. And I don't know what the time window of turnaround is for this team. Right? Because the fan base you expect to see at least the playoff team next year, right? It, they were one game off of the playoffs this year with Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator. So clearly you would figure like this team should win two or three more games. Will it? Will the defense be as lights out as it was next year as it was this year? All those defensive players are a year older. You've got some issues you have to address with the receiving core. 
if Damian Harris isn't being kept, who is who is going to step in there that can you know that you believe can get get this team an additional 500 yards on the ground? Because that's how that's how the running game works now in the NFL. Nobody runs for 2,000 yards anymore without falling. Out. <laughs> Please, coach, throw the ball. You see what's happening even with Derrick Henry. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. KJ Late Night, WEEI, of course, the big news today. Bill O'Brien named the offensive coordinator again. And it's kind of the theme, right? People tend to be comfortable with what they know, so they try and stick with that. But again, like I said, the game is changing. These players are changing. Social media has them more out front. They are less feeling indebted to the game of football as much as they are to themselves and their brand. Like the Patriots are not a team that's designed for dudes to just be up on social media talking when the whole league is on social media talking. If Matt Patricia and Mac Jones bump heads last year the way they did, does Mac learn? Does he now respect if he hears some of the same things being told to him by a guy who knows? Right? Even the narrative, the two of them work together. It's not true. It's literally like, Hey, I left the I, I left the folder on the table for you for you to check out. I'm on my way out. That's that's really the extent of them working together. Yeah, here's page one. Here's page two. <laughs> these are in red. These are in blue. Now this is your boss. Now you don't have this because you heard some of the stories that leaked that uh, maybe Mac has been talking to some of his people back in the Alabama area about. His unhappiness with Patricia. Oh, that's all cut out now because he's now encircled. Right? Saban on one side, Bill O'Brien right in front of you, and now your boy is your boss. We're still your boss. You're deep into the crew. And there's not much you could do other than perform or watch this. Get beat out by Bailey Zappi in training camp. Because I believe that after everything that Bill went through this year and some of the things that were going against the culture and how things are te- typically handled and playing Bailey Zappi in a couple of games with a bad offensive coordinator's play-calling book and being successful, they may be looking at Bailey Zappi to be more like the culture than what they've gone through so far over the last year and a half. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. All right, let's go to Dave in Amherst. Thanks for calling WEEI Late Night with KJ. You're on the air, man. Hey, thanks. Good show. Uh, I like a lot of your points. I did, You know, I did call earlier, and I talked to Andy Gretsch a little bit. Okay. But, you know, and I my point was that, you know, you could hire three Bill O'Briens. I don't think it matters. I don't think Mac Jones is the answer, so... I'm kind of with you there. I don't think it's just coaching. It seems like after Brady left, it's all about the coaching instead of the players on the field who actually play football. Uh, you know, and he brought up, well, you know, what about the first rookie year where he, he was good? And I, Well, then you can look at the last six or seven games where he, he wasn't good. Well, the first, the, then, the, 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 Bailey, I mean, I'm sorry, Mac Jones 
rookie season was good because the running game was great. That's that that, that that's the idea. The running game was great in 2021. Second in touchdowns, eighth in yards, eighth in attempts. Last year, 22nd in attempts, 24th in attempts, 22nd in touchdowns. Same quarterback. I mean, heck, close your ears if you don't want to hear this. In 2020, they were third in attempts, fourth in yards, and six in touchdowns. And that's because Cam Newton was running it in a lot. But this almost feels like the return of Bill O'Brien is like the arrival of Mac Jones to Cam Newton. So what Matt Patricia is to Bill O'Brien is what Cam Newton was to Mac Jones. And here we are now. Like Both of these are supposed to be the answer for a couple of bad things, but one is tied to the other. Mac was told, we were told Mac was better in camp, and that's a believable thing. And then you saw the 2021 year, and then you said, okay, the team made the playoffs, and would you expect that out of a rookie? No. But the mandate for this past season was this team and this player had to progress. Didn't say the guy had to throw for 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That's not the style. But it shouldn't have been a situation of what you saw last year. And so because of that, you now have to go get someone who's the Mac Jones and the Matt Patricia situation. Some of you would say, like, Matt Patricia's play calling was like what you were getting from Cam Newton as quarterback. So now, Bill O'Brien is supposed to be the savior to the savior. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, I don't know. And and to go back to Dave's, I don't know how you take a team whose passing offense was 20th in yards, 19th in touchdowns, 21st in attempts, and suddenly say they could be top 10 in any one of those three without absolutely changing the structure of the team. You would have to get away from the run, and that's not Bill O'Brien's DNA. They're not going to get away from the run. And like I said, you now need a two-back offense in the NFL. Ask uh, Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) Could put a tight end there at the last play of the game? Well, look, Pollard goes down, that game completely changes for the Cowboys. Why they don't have two? They don't have two effective runners, and that's what the Patriots are going to be built about. Even this year, the Patriots always seemed most fluid when you can get some yards out of Damian Harris. Even when Damian Harris was able to get in there and make some plays, he was able to make plays and really kind of move the line, move the chains. But injuries, the hamstring has just been kind of lingering over for over a year, and you're not sure if he's going to be a guy that's coming back. Here's more Tommy Curran on, are things going to be a little weird maybe this year with Bill O'Brien back? It's complicated because, and not in a horrible way either, Gresh, it's, it's complicated in that, okay, what is the problem that plagued the team last year? Was it simple quality control? Was it discipline? Was it personnel? Was it offensive line? Is it a quick fix? Or do you come in and say, we need to, we kind of need to tear this thing down to the studs? I don't think they do. I think there's plenty of talent at all the positions. I think there's plenty of wide receiver talent. There's plenty of running back talent. Their offensive line needs to be fixed and coached better. All the positions need to be coached better. Um, the quarterback is fine. Not 
great, but fine. So to me, it's it's complicated in that you've got to figure out what offense are we going to run going forward, what do we throw out from last year, and how do we improve this quality control? Is there a bigger issue there with whether or not these players have gotten to a point where they don't listen like they did or have the same level of personal responsibility that they did when the team was actually good? Yeah. That's just too many things to happen, and the NFL is all about short windows. Like, we're now at the point in the NFL where coaches will get fired after a year like it's nothing. And what's next? Hey, you don't have to figure out all four or five years if your quarterback doesn't work off, work out for you. Ask Zach Wilson. He's not the Jets quarterback next that next year. He's not going to be. It doesn't matter if you're the number two. Trey Lance? Psh, hey, you want to train him? You want to train him up? Because he's probably on his way out too. And so if those guys taken higher than you performed a little less than you, Trey Lance obviously really never got to the field. Zach Wilson's been atrocious. But then if your name is next on the list, and people are like, oh boy, I, I, I don't know. This is the year. There's no two, three years. Let's see where it is in two, three years with Mac Jones. That's why I said Bailey Zappi might be, <laughs> get ready for this, the Mac Jones at camp and Mac Jones playing the role of Cam Newton. Uh, th- just think about that. It, why wouldn't it happen after what you saw last year on the field? You don't think it was just. You don't think it was a bit odd that some of these classic players from this same culture did not come out and say, "Nah, I'm not buying what I'm seeing out there from a attitude standpoint." And you're making errors? Now, look, Matt got better as the season went on. But if those errors start showing back up again, because guess what? Teams are not going to be able to see what Mac does well, right? If you've constantly been playing bad games, <laughs> you don't really have to look at a bunch of tape. Just play your game. He's going to walk right into it. But now when you've seen a couple of things that he's done well where he's had to do it himself, that's what you game plan to. And if you're successful in that game plan, One of two things happen. Either you get better or you regress. This year, it was a regress. You heard me talk about the 2011 team with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator and Brady here and how you had, I mean, yeah, one, two, three, three guys with over 70 receptions. Three guys. One guy had 69 receptions for the Patriots last year. In Ramondre Stevenson. He had 69. 402 receptions for 5,200 yards in 2011 with Tom Brady. Last year, 358 receptions for 3,800 yards. 1,400 yards less? The passing game suddenly going to become explosive? I don't buy it. Well, that's because it's a... That in 2011, it's with a guy who's been in the league for almost 10 years at that point. But here's the thing. There are no burners on that team. Wes Welker, a, a slot receiver guy. Aaron, this is the introduction, really, of the, the, the dual tight end monster that Bill came up on. This was like that reinvention with, with Hernandez and Gronk. 90 catches for Gronk, 80, 79 catches for Hernandez. 
the reinvention was going on right there. There's what are you reinventing on this Patriots team? Like Tyquan Thornton go deep? Okay, cool. Does that happen? We're talking about Armstrong. Is this the same? This is the same team that said they didn't believe they should have gone for the Hail Mary in that Raiders game from about 55 yards out. Kind of thinking that the throw may not make it. Nobody said that out loud, but that's why it's called a Hail Mary. You pray that it gets there. Some were saying, there are no prayers and th- we are no thoughts and prayers. <laughs> we ain't doing that. We're going to do this weird lateral thing that may not have been scripted. Oh well, yeah, that's that was a player thing. I, I can't. I know. I mean, listen. That's I have no. I have no faith in Matt point, Patricia, but that's a scripted play. That's my not point. If rather. that if that right there is a player thing, and this organization is based upon you cannot have repeat or blatant errors. Who does that and lives? That's why it's like, oh, Belichick's got to be smiling with two glasses of orange juice. Why? Because his bosses didn't make him go get somebody from the outside. He immediately pulled out a name of someone in his crew, and that means he could still make sure there's only one faction. It's like wrestling. Belichick's making sure there's only one faction because where things tethered before was when there was two factions, the Tom faction and Gronk was talking and all that and everything. All those different things that were going on, they were gone. Tells you what Bill thinks of you if he gets rid of you for a six-rounder and you go off and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you have him for a sixth. <laughs> like, just go. So there are no factions. You have no room for a faction anymore. Because if this offensive coordinator was a new guy from outside, and maybe I thought there were some people you look at, but hey, if they figure out like this is the way they want to do it, then suddenly the the inmates control the asylum. And I don't say that in any type of derogatory way. None of them are inmates. But it's just a figure of speech. So now with Bill O'Brien back in there, B.O.B., you got this for like a year or two. You want to go ahead? Go ahead. Plus, it'll give me a chance to either get this number four dude in there and become the quarterback. Either this number 10 dude gets it Together and becomes better than good. He just can't be good. He has to be above average. If you want to win playoff games, you never win playoff games with just a good good quarterback. Average doesn't work. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ late night, W-E-E-I still to come. Oh, man, the Celtics. Like If you saw that last play and that last, uh, we got to get to that. Bruins hot. Plus, the Red Sox make an interesting move. And wh- who would you, uh, and, and would you rather more likely to either or is next? I have a lot of words in my mouth right now. It's KJ Late Night, WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. WEEI Late Night on WEEI, Boston's Sports Original. Yeah. Uh huh. Dun, 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 Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for being here Tuesday night. Kind of sucks not being able to talk about Patriots getting ready for another playoff game. Like, you're just so used to, like, either this was going to be the crescendo or it was one more game. 
to get to the Super Bowl and just stick it in everybody's face across the country. 20 years of people, I can't stand in there, cheaters. Like, please. <laughs> that's that's like when you start biting somebody in a fight. It's just admitting that you're losing. Okay, now you're biting. Still to come. Celtics just absolutely. This is, this is why I was saying last night why you need to beat a team like Orlando because when you have a night like tonight, now you have to have a conversation. Gosh. That's still to come in about 15 minutes. Uh, Andrew, I was just in the last break. So truth be known, tonight's show, I have a water bottle with me because I've been taking this detox. It's like a, it's like a bentonite, bentonite stuff. It's like a liquid clay. Have you ever take, have you ever drank liquid clay? No. And I don't know if I want to. So from our conversation, it, it sounds <laughs> disgusting, but it doesn't have a taste to it. And so this is how like, I guess potent it is is you really only supposed to do like two teaspoons a day and mix it in with like your drink or your juice. So like I like to put it in apple juice, and here's what's crazy. You mix it in apple juice, and it still completely tastes like apple juice. It's like volcanic ash. But the idea is it's supposed to like, it's like a detox. It pulls out like bad metals out of your intestines or out of your digestive system. So like after doing this for about a week, I'm starting to, you know, getting those going on. That I was like having a choking fit right before I went on the air, and I'm like, "This, okay, I'm glad this stuff works, but I need to, I need this vocal thing to work." But I feel it coming out of me, and that's why a couple times I've been stumbling over words tonight because I can feel this liquid clay working. But I found out something hard the other way the other day, though, and that is, you have to drink a lot of water behind it. If you don't, trust me, it's liquid clay. <laughs> Got to drink a lot of agua. Oh my gosh! So. Like, I'm a big stickler, and I know the engineers would love this to hear this. I do not like liquids at all. Anywhere around any type of electronics, it does not matter. I am like, I will, like, my wife will set an iron next to her computer. I will go run over there, pick up that iron, and move it. Like, it's it's one of those things I do. But tonight, I literally have a water bottle that's like 20 ounces, 25, 24 ounces. And I'm killing this thing already, and we're only halfway through the show. So, yeah, it, it's one of those detoxes where, you know what it's good for? Like, you don't have to suddenly pretend that you're at work, but you're really at the work bathroom. It doesn't do that to you, right? So that's the, because most detoxes, you're kind of like, oh, gosh, I'm, I just turned into nothing but liquid, you know. It doesn't do that to you, so. It doesn't completely clean you out. You can feel it pulling out the impurities, like, because I test it out. I'm like, all right, let me try a McDonald's burger and see if I can <laughs> You know, it's like sticking the fork inside of the the wall unit to see if it electrocutes you. But it's like, all right, let me eat a McDonald's hamburger and see if I can feel it moving. Sure enough, you hear. I was like, good gracious! Did I create a clay monster in there? Some claymation going on in there? All right, enough of my detox stuff. Are you ready for? Would you rather? More likely to hit it. Go. That can't get boys so damn creative. You, 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 that's uh-huh. more like the two. Either or, I ask of you. Da-da-da. You, 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 rather more like the two. Either or, I ask of you. All right, three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen than either or? They can be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. 
All right, that's enough health talk for uh, the show. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to this. Loosen up some of this clay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> enough to talk about bowel movement. All right. Uh, would you rather Bill O'Brien to have an a, an open competition between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, or announce that Mac is the starter before training camp? Oh, see, I think if you go in there having an open competition, you you because Mac can sometimes tuck his emotions away or wear them on his face. Like if you say, "Hey, we're having an open competition right away between Mac and Bailey," you know, Mac, you just don't know how that plays out. You don't know if bad stories get out. I think you announce that Mac Jones is the starter before training camp, and then if there's a if you pull the rug towards the end, that's exactly what happened with Cam Newton. Remember all those times? Cam Newton is our quarterback. Cam Newton's our quarterback. Cam Newton's our quarterback. Cam Newton gone. So. I would say name Mac Jones before training camp so that way people can get those questions out of the way. It's not a distraction. You're not creating a faction. It doesn't seem like retribution. Though in football is one of those jobs where you can be like, okay, the way you acted last year, I can make my I can make you get on your way out of here and not be called retaliation. And that's kind of interesting. So I would I would rather announce that Mac Jones is the starter before training camp before announcing that there's an open competition between Mac and Bailey. All right, next one. All right, what's more likely to happen? A trade for Aaron Rodgers that goes for Aaron Rodgers goes to the Cowboys and Dak Prescott mm. or Aaron Rodgers goes to the Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill? <sighs> Aaron Rodgers to the Cowboys for Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill? Well, you know that really comes down to what the ownership wants versus what the player wants, right? Like I think Dallas, after their... I, I still can't believe that the Cowboys' official account tweeted out that it was Dak Prescott's fault that they lost. That says everything that you're ready to... You're you're ready to... Jerry Jones ready to play high price for a rent-a-player. And nobody higher at a price of $60 million than Aaron Rodgers for a year or two more likely would happen than Aaron Rodgers going to Tennessee for Ryan Tannehill... Even though Aaron Rodgers probably would enjoy hanging out in Nashville. It's part of his persona. So this is kind of crazy. Aaron Rodgers, I think, would more likely end up in Dallas at the whim of Jerry Jones more so than him going to Tennessee, knowing that Tennessee is going to try and do all these different things to get that money deferred. Jerry Jones is like, $60 million? Do you want it twice? Do you want it divided in half? Do you want it in a whole pie? I'll give it to you. Just get me a championship. I think Aaron Rodgers' name going to the Cowboys is going to come up, especially the way the Cowboys' official tweet tweet said that Dak Prescott's the reason why they lost the game. All right, final one. All right. Either or, Tom Brady retires and starts his broadcast booth duties or takes a one-year deal with one of the following, Raiders, Colts, 49ers, Patriots, or Miami. All right, well, we can take the Patriots out, right, because that's just going to be a bigger chaos. And and Belichick, I don't want – he doesn't want Brady back. So take them out. You take out the 49ers because with Brock Purdy getting them to the NFC Championship game, he's now a viable option going into next season, so they're not going to let him go. The Raiders, I think, would be a waste of Brady's time. Miami, I don't know if the league would would, would try and fish around, especially if uh, somehow Sean Payton ends up there in Miami. They say two is the quarterback next year, but stay tuned. I could see him going to the Colts, so... I think that Brady may look at a team where if he knows that team can win its division, then you're in the playoffs. And Brady's at the point where get me in the playoffs with a decent team, a good running game, 
And I, I, I might be able to pull off a miracle or two because now I'm really down to playing four games. So I think Brady plays another year before starting his broadcast booth career. I don't think he's just ready to do that because after all he's going through personally, I think the last thing he wants to do is now go somewhere every week away and not play in a game where the wife said, for the most part, you're still playing a game and I'm going away. So that's would you rather more likely to either or late night KJWEEI. The second hour is next. Thanks so much for hanging out. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.